Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, hello, hello. It's waiting for the Insta world to come on, to turn on to get activated, to tune in, to learn more, to ask more, all about what it's like to have a second place when you're in a long-term relationship. Hello, hello, hello. I can't wait to talk about this. I have notes. Hello, special Laura, hello. I have notes about the questions that you asked about what it's like to have a second place. And I just couldn't believe how much I had to share. Hey, Laura, how are you? Welcome. And I'm so excited. Yes, look at all the Lauras, the Laurens attracting the Lauras. (laughs) Hello. Okay, so I am pumped to talk to you tonight about all the ins and outs of having a second place, why we chose to do that as, um, hello, oh my God, love hearts. Yes. Turning me on. Um, <laughs> like just hold that button and I will be a happy woman. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it came about. I just thought, Oh, I wonder if anyone's actually interested in behind the scenes about this, because this has been a massive thing that's happened in our lives in the last three months, a really huge decision. And I just want to share the wealth of that decision and um, what it means and the value that it's had. And I think it's really important that as women, when we have empowering, freedom-filling things happen to us or make really freedom-filled decisions, that we share that with other women because we all need permission sometimes. We all need that other person to go first and say, hey, this is what I did, even though the supposed rules say this, you can do it too. So welcome, welcome, and please ask questions um, as we go. I will probably answer them at the end, but got my fingers all excited tonight, obviously. Okay, so without further ado, the idea, I got asked in Instagram stories, how did this come about? How did it come about that you're in a long-term relationship and you decided to get a second place? So I call it the breakdown to the breakthrough. (laughs) I relish dark nights of the soul and um, the hard stuff that happens because it usually comes about when we get sick of our own shit. And Ed and I had had a great uh, couple session We work with an embodied counsellor that I'm grateful to have known for 10 years um, and whose work I know. I've been on retreat with him for 11 days, so I know him very, very well. And we go to see him for sessions. And um, we had just had a wonderful session. And then a couple of days later, it felt like we just had a total clash. I felt like I said something. I feel like the way that Ed 
um, shared the words back were just the t- totally not what I said and I felt so misunderstood. And um, I did throw a cleaning cloth at him because I was like, this is making me fucking crazy. Um, you know, been together a long time and maybe almost, maybe not quite 20 years, but not um, too far off and just had one of those um, – just had one of those moments where it was like clash and I'm so glad it happened because after we got all hot and heated, not in the, not in the sexy way. Um, but after we got all hot and heated, we sat on the bed and I looked at him and I said, I think it's time we get an apartment. And he immediately knew it was an idea that had roved around. Um, God, I think it was 20, 20, I was going to say last year. I think it roved around in 2020, but it just never really took hold or had roots. And that's okay. That's because the timing was just not right for this step. And when I looked at him, he knew, and he knew the answer was yes. And he is, um, you know, you'll sort of pick up on Ed through my stories. He's an incredible man, um, just so such an incredible human. I'm so, um, I'm so grateful that we chose each other. Um, and he's been going through his own issues around, um, ADHD and finally getting a diagnosis for that in the last couple of months. So, you know, amidst COVID lockdowns, um, not being around family for a very long time, not having family support, having two young children, uh, be, both being obsessed with our work and um, really love like learning and improving ourselves. It was all it just was all just a combination of things. And so when I put that idea of the apartment to him, he just immediately went into research mode. And we started to talk about where we wanted to go. And um it came about quite quickly that we really liked this area, which is South Brisbane, and we wanted that connection to the city and to like adult life and just nightlife, things that felt kind of out of reach for a while just because of young children and not much family support and all of that. And I loved the idea of looking on, onto the city and um, we just went, right, what are our specs? What do we want? okay, we want a one-bedroom apartment. We're not getting this to just replicate um, our, like, home. Like, it's not a space for the girls. It's a space for us. What do we want it to be? Well, like, we want it to be one bedroom. We want to have a car park. We want to have views if possible um, for it to feel very central and spacious and um, I feel like there's something else I'm forgetting. Oh, and furnished. Furnished was a must for us because – we went, look, we want to trial this. We have no idea, like, where it's going to go. And Furnish just felt freedom filling. It felt like, great, we can come into this. We can, um, we can, thanks, Shay. <laughs> we can come into this. And if we decide, no, we don't want to do it after um, six months, then we just walk away. The idea of getting 
all the furniture and committing on that level just did not appeal. I was more drawn into the possibility of paying a little bit more and having everything looked after, and we are really glad we made that decision. So that really narrowed down the field when we were looking. It's like, okay, we want this area, and we want it to be furnished, and we want it to be one bedroom. So that would be one of my tips to you is to, if you are seriously thinking about this, get really clear on what kind of space you want, how you want it to feel. And um, I was prepared to pay a little bit more to have the views because I didn't want to go somewhere where I felt depressed. I didn't want to have like a second place just for the sake of having a second place but not really feeling like it represented my future self and what I want for myself and what uh, what energy I want to invite in. And that's another really important thing. I did this because this is something that my future self would do. And I just went, right, future self, come into the now, you're doing this now, even though you don't have this evidence, even though you don't have this proof, even though um, now isn't a good time financially, whatever, whatever stories, I went, regardless of the stories, um, I am I am making it happen now. And the energy was there because it happened very quickly. So we started looking on Sunday the 3rd of October and by Wednesday, the 13th of October, I was signing a lease for a place. I walked into a couple of them. They weren't quite quite right or we missed out on them. Whereas this one, um, Eddie found it. He sent it to me. He said, do you want to hook up um, an inspection? So, so that was one of the questions that I got in stories was, did you buy or rent? The answer is rent. That felt, again, the most freedom filled for me. I didn't want that level of commitment. I didn't want to purchase a place. I also didn't want to, per- we also didn't want to purchase a place in an area that we weren't familiar living in. So this is also a really good test run for does our energy want to stay here? Do we want to plant bigger roots here? Do we want to buy an investment? Anyway, all those other questions came up. So, um, so yeah, so I did the inspection and I got the goosebumps. I get ripples of goosebumps when something is right for me, when the energy is congruent, when the universe says to me, this is for you. And um, I usually get them up and down my thighs. I get them, that's a really strong indication, but I also get like hard nipples and like I get that flutter in my pelvis. So they're my like, they're my big red lights for um, for turn on and for this is made for you. And I got that walking into this space and I acted like a total dork in front of the um, agent um, manager and just said, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. I'm not negotiating, so that's okay. I can act like a big dork. Um, so, <laughs> hello. Um, so, yeah, I and I just said to him, uh, how many more people are looking for this? Um, how does the process work? Do you want, um, you know, do I have to, do you, do you have to wait for a few applications? And he's like, no, it's first in best dressed. And I was like, fabulous. I put down a week's deposit straight away, got the application, drove into the city, had Eddie fill out his bits. I did everything else. I sat in the car on Montague Street in West End and just filled out all this paperwork. It was like I was, it was like I couldn't do it quick enough. I was like, fucking get this done. Um, and that's the way energy moves me when I, when I'm going for what I want. It's like I can't do it fast enough. I just want it done because it's so there and it's so ripe for me. 
So I did that, put the application in, um, it got approved and then we were in. We were signed, we weren't in, but we were signed on and then we were informed that we could come in in about four weeks. Now, little fun fact, um, the night they offered for us to come in the day, a day after I wanted to, I um, negotiated with them and got a day in early and it turns out that... Um, he said to me the day that we moved in, he said, I have never seen an apartment um, get cleaned and organized so seamlessly for someone to come in. And I said to him, one thing that you need to know about me is I make magic happen. And I do. And I, when I'm in my power, I make so much fucking magic happen. It's when I step out of that that um, I lose lose that sense of magic and that sense of attachment to my power. So that's a nice little um, fun fact. So a few. So that's the idea behind it. The idea was had a big fight, breakdown to breakthrough, um, needed space from each other, still love each other and want to be in a long-term relationship, very invested, but needed something to shift, needed something symbolic to create a shift and to say, hey, the next chapter's coming, not... Um, when this happens and we'll get proof the next, it's just like, we need to make the next chapter happen and we need to make it happen now. Because my fear was that we don't do this and we were headed towards, um, not necessarily separation, but doing, um, I don't know, doing human damage. Well, damage is too strong a word, but creating a rift that was avoidable. That's the part I want to emphasize, like underline that avoidable conflict. So, um, yeah, that's how it all came about. Um, accessibility was also a part of our decision-making. Like I didn't want to get a place that was like up on the Sunshine Coast, uh, for example, which is an hour away. I, did, I wanted it to be accessible, and this is um, 20 minutes from our family home, um, a lot shorter on a good run or very late at night. So that accessibility and ease of accessing it was really important to me. I was like, I'm not going to invest all this money to have somewhere that's really challenging to get to or it's traffic or it's a turn off to, it's not very motivating to go there. So that was really, um, that was really important to me as well. And that's another reason why we chose South Brisbane. So that's the idea. I'm now going to start speaking into the intention because someone asked me in stories, like, what's the intention with this? The intention is space from each other. <laughs> I'll be so honest. It's space from each other. He's got his stuff going on. I've got my stuff going on. We bring our stuff together. Um, it was like, okay, we're cool to bring our stuff together, but can we just have some space to um, increase the juice on how we come together? The other intention was a space to decompress, um, a sanctuary, somewhere we did not want this to feel like our house. Our, I love our house. I love it to bits. I'm so grateful for it. I just didn't, but I didn't want a replica of that. That wasn't the point. The point was to have a real space so we could um, decompress, a space to get inspired, and that is what has definitely worked for me. I get really inspired when I go to hotel rooms and I really felt like, well, if I get that inspired when I go to another space, then maybe I could, um, you know, create that here. Being inspired is really important to me. Being juiced up, being, oh, what's possible? Um, and how can I make that possibility an actual part of my life? So that's really, that's something that I value very highly. 
Um, the other intention was to separate parent um, identity and work a little bit more um, and like just you know I think everyone can everyone who's a parent can connect to work and parent life just being this fucking mishmash of stuff over the last two years this like inextricable kind of thing and I just wanted some more separation around that um, to have another base was really important to me too and this the juicy thing about having an apartment over a, like a hotel is that you get to keep your stuff here. You get to keep stuff here and it's just got that ease about it. Like I just don't need to pack a lot or bring a lot when I come here. I It's just, it's all here and um, there's no checkout or check-in time. That was another thing. It was like, okay, we can go to a hotel room, but how much um, stress is too strong a word, but how much like anticipation is there around when you can get in and when you've got to get out and stuff. So I think a hotel room on occasion is a wonderful substitute for this, like totally excellent. I just wanted something that didn't have that, um, there's constraints around it to like literally say, I'm coming here for three hours on a Monday at lunchtime. And that's what I want to do. And I'm going to get value out of that. So that, Freedom is a word you're going to hear a lot through this. That freedom was really, really, was really, and accessibility was really important to me. Um, and to work from, for me, that was the last intention. Like I wanted another space to work from. I love my home office. I love my deep teal wall and all of that. Um, it wasn't like I needed another space, but I thought, hey, Mike, let's, um, like, let's get another space. And in saying that, um, I, when the idea was roving around and I was uh, getting more serious about it, I went, I contacted my accountant and just said, hey, is there any way that um, I can claim this on tax? Is there any way that uh, I can include this as a business expense? And the answer is yes. So that was a very sweet, very sweet bonus for me. I was going to do it regardless that was a bonus. So I want to point that out. I would have done it anyway. Just so happens that um, because I work from here, I've hosted a private dinner here. I um, I will host more things here. Um, I do work from here. I've recorded here as well that this is a place where I can work. So that was mega bonus. So that was another one of the intentions. Hello to everyone who's here. Please ask questions if, um, please ask questions and I'll answer them when I can. So we've talked about the idea. We've talked about the intention. Now we're going to talk about the money, baby, the investment. So it's, um, what I want to start with this. It's a privilege to be able to do this. I'm very cognizant of that. I'm very, very cognizant of the fact that this is an incredible privilege to be in a position to spend money in this way. Now, here's how I justified it. I thought to myself, right, Ed and I drive each other crazy. We get in each other's faces too much. We uh, Our relationship deteriorates. We separate. What would happen? Okay, well, we'd, we'd, we'd get two places okay, well, what would that be like? What um, would that require? And I kind of use that as a motivation. Well, I don't want that to happen, but should that happen, what would the reality be in terms of expenditure and investment? And I was like, well, shit, that would be pretty decent. Um, more than doing this, 
So because we need a place where both the girls can stay at, girls can't stay here long term. So what would that be like? I um I saw reconfigured this investment as relationship insurance, and I would urge you to do the same. Really get real on what it would be like financially if you split up. Maybe not now, maybe not in six months, maybe in two years' time. What would the reality be? If you've got a good relationship that you really love and you want to preserve, what would it be like to do this instead? And this felt like chump change compared to uh, separating. And so that's how I really justified it. I um, also thought about the fact that we weren't going on many holidays. We didn't know when we were going to be able to go on holidays again. And so what would we be spending on holidays if we weren't um, doing this? So this is for six months, and we signed on for six months, furnished apartment, city views. It's in that, obviously, in that five-figure mark for the six months, low five figures. But it felt like when I looked at that number, I just went the total of it. And then you've got to add utilities and, um, you know, internet and, you know, a few other things. But I just looked at it and went, well, if I said to myself, my relationship is not worth this low, this low five figure investment, like how, like, how would I feel? Would that feel good to just walk away from that? Would that feel like really abundant? No, it would feel really, to me, it felt like scarcity and it felt like, it felt like a contraction. I was like, well, that's not what I want. I really want abundance. And so I'm reconfiguring this as, um, an investment. So it's a low five-figure investment for six months. Um, you could probably, it would, pro- it's probably a bit more than putting your whole family on return trips to the UK and back. Yeah. So it's a bit more than that. So I'll put it that way. And I just thought, well, we're not going to the UK anytime soon. <laughs> so we're not even going to Sydney. So that felt justifiable um, for me as well. So hello, please ask any questions. If they come up, I'm here for the questions. Ask any questions you want about the investment, anything at all. So I just want to put that into place that yes, we've got a place and then we have this investment here. We've got a car park included, which was really cool because we're spending money um, parking at South Brisbane on weekends anyway. So there was this, this is a nice little nudge there. Um, and I also compared it to hotel rooms. I thought, right, what if every week Ed and I cracked at each other? Doesn't happen, but I just thought, what if every week one of us wanted to go to a hotel room? That would be two hotel rooms, um, a week, you know, one each for one night. Uh, that would probably be for a nice one that feels like you're really breathing and getting respite. That would definitely be several hundred dollars. And I just went, well, for a couple of hundred dollars more, we've got this place for 24-hour access and um, we can share it with people. We had New Year's Eve here. That felt really, really juicy too. Um, so, yeah, no checkout, no check-in. And the really nice thing I like about um, here and it being very justifiable for being like a substitute for going on holidays is that if we're here and the weather's crap, it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. It's like we'll come back and the weather will be nice another day. Now we're going through horrible crap. Is it El Nino? <laughs> like weather patterns right now. So it's really good. It's like it doesn't matter. But, you know, when you go on a holiday and there's all this pressure 
for the weather to be like perfect for wherever you're going and for everything to like, we just don't have that pressure. It just feels so whatever. It doesn't matter if it's blasting down rain. It doesn't matter if it's full blown heat and sun. It doesn't matter because we'll come back another time and the weather will be different. But when you go on holidays, there's like this pressure. There's this pressure on it for it to be, um, you know, amazing. And this just takes pressure off. You still get the rest. The I say you get more rest being here because it's um, familiar, but the kids aren't running around and so we can just decompress. Um, yeah. So that's the investment. Talk to me, put any questions down if you want to talk about the investment, low five, low five figure investment, um, as insurance for my relationship. That's how I'm putting it. And another thing I want to come back to is we did this after doing sessions with someone. It wasn't just like we, we've been supported in our relationship. And I think that's a really important point to make before you do something like this. We haven't gone into this as like a band aid or, um, uh, like, let's just throw this thing at it. Let's just make this investment. It definitely was not that kind of decision. It happened quickly, but it happened on the back of doing work together and doing the work together and, um, changing our, um, the way that we communicate together. And Z, I'll definitely answer your question in just a moment about the kids and using it together. Definitely coming up to that in just a moment. Um, someone in story said, what are the cons? Like, yeah, what are the cons? The cons are, well, it's an investment, <laughs> but it's not even a con. It actually feels really good to invest in this way and to say, I'm making this declaration. I'm taking my relationship seriously. I'm taking my personal identity seriously. I am taking, um, my life and my energy so seriously. I'm not going to sit there in martyr mode. I'm not going to give myself a pity party. I'm not going to act like, the people pleaser and be like, well, these are the rules for when you're in a long-term relationship. Something I said to myself when I proposed this to Eddie was fuck the rules. I don't know what the silent rules are out there, but I'm not going to listen to them. I just want to do what works for us. I just want to feel my own version of freedom. I don't care what anyone thinks about this decision. Does it work for us? Is this um, going to be good and juicy for us? So the cons are you might have some mind monkeys, you might have some stories around it that you need to uh, move through in order to make a decision like this to say, what would people think? Fuck what people think. It's all about you and your primary relationship and what do you need to do to make make it, um, give it its best chance if you feel like there's something there, um, you know, to nurture and to continue with and to feel juiced up about so the cons are um it can be a bit but it's worth it um the cons are it's another responsibility and if you're someone who feels like you've already got a lot of responsibilities that might not turn you on it is another responsibility in terms of looking after another place but it's not in saying that it's not it's not much so but that just could be and like, if this feels like Ugh, to you, don't do it. To me, it felt like I don't mind that there's another responsibility because it's going to give me so much back. It's, and the responsibility is so minimal, by the way. It's really easy. It's actually really easy. And it's literally taken me a couple of hours of my life to get this set up and to pay the bills and to, um, you know, speak with management and all of that stuff. Um, on another note, this building is managed um, and I can't rather than has an agent, an outside agent, and 
it just feels so much better. It feels so good to be here. It feels like there's a team, they know you by name, they chat with you. It just feels really friendly and personable, and I love that about this building. So whatever buildings you go to, I would say check out for whether they're managed on site. It's very, very cool. It's very cool over um, agents. The cons, it's really petty. <laughs> this is so fucking petty. <laughs> So don't say I didn't warn you, but lugging my lugging my computer back and forth is just a little bit annoying. Like I wish I could just keep my computer here. I can't. Um, but lugging my like light and my I've just started leaving my podcast mic here, just my things for work. Um, again, it's so petty, it's so dumb. But I just wanted to. Talk. Someone asked me what the cons were. That's one of the cons. It's like, and just constantly thinking, what do I need to keep? What what do I keep here? What do I bring back? What do, what do I wash this like? The food and food, keeping food here. Like there's just a little bit of stuff, but that's um, pretty much in flow now. Um, yeah, they're the only cons. The cons, there's really not any cons. I'll be so honest. Now, um, a lot of um, women want to know about the actual arrangement. How does it work between Ed and I? Do the girls come here? The answer is that um, I'm the initiator of this. We have joint, we can both use it equally, but it's my business expense. So naturally I'm kind of using it more because I am coming here to work and doing sessions online. Um, and I want to do in more in-person stuff here. Um, so I have naturally used it more than Ed. He, uh, uses it every Friday by the holidays that we just had. That was a bit of a like, you know, uh, less, structured time because we're just on holidays and chilling. Um, but when work is on, Ed, I've said to Ed, you just take it every Friday. You just come here, like let off steam, decompress, um, go downstairs, have a drink, just to catch up with a friend, whatever it is that you, um, feels like you get to just kind of finish the week because he works really hard and his brain is always on. Um, you know, having ADHD and being um, extremely intelligent, he's always on. So I'm just like, right, you come here, you decompress. And that works really well. Um, he is another person. He's a renewed person the next day when we see him. In the beginning, I he would stay here on a Friday night and I would uh, drive the girls in on Saturday morning and we'd hang out. Um, we've decided to change that because what was happening was he was waking up and then losing some of the juice of being here and the girls are like getting in his, like getting in both of our faces. They love it here, but they know that it's an adults only zone. So we set boundaries with them about the space, what it's used for. We set rules. My five year old goes to me, this is the dumbest apartment ever. <laughs> and she said that because I said, there are no toys. You're not allowed to bring anything. You're not allowed to bring a blankie. You're not allowed to, like, no, this is an adult zone. This is the dumbest apartment ever. Um, it's so dramatic. Um, the girls are five and seven, and they're very close. They're very, very close. Um, they're best mates. They're, they do all the same stuff together. So... Um, we decided to shift that Saturday thing that we were doing because it was taking some of the magic out of, um, like why we got the place. And Eddie was like, it just feels, it was starting to feel like we're just at home and we're all together when, um, we were here. So we've decided to change that. And what I did today, for example, was Eddie stayed here last night. Um, I had the girls at home. I'm a much better parent when it's just me parenting like 10 times better parent. Um, 
So I actually prefer it. I don't, what I don't like about being a parent is being half in work, half in parenting, like mixing, blending the two. Um, I just want to either be a parent or be working like to like, you know, I'm not black and white on many things, but like like the whole crossover blend, it just feels really gross to me. It's like, I don't know what I'm getting done. I don't know what I'm like as a parent. Quality of parenting goes down. Anyway. Um, so I, um, I like being on my own with the girls. I'm a much better parent. I had them last night. I had them for, um, you know, today. And then we drove in at, uh, sorry, we got the train in. That's another thing. Accessibility. Um, yeah, Z, Z, you get that one. Um, we got the train in. That's a bit of adventure. Uh, that's another thing I'll say about accessibility is being able to access wherever you choose by um, public transport and car is a bonus. Um, ours is very simple. We just come to South Brisbane and walk a couple of metres and we're here. Uh, where was I going with that? So I brought them in the afternoon. I was like, right, swimmers on, go upstairs. And um, they were only in the apartment for a little bit. They did, however, the one they've spent one night here and the night that they spent here was New Year's Eve because that, you know, that was an exception. I gave them a big pep talk about it. This is a one-off. You will be able to bring some stuff and then it goes back to the way that it was. So um, I think if being clear with your kids about what the intention is, what the purpose is, what is allowed, what isn't allowed, um, they they get that this isn't their space. Um so, yeah, and it can just make us feel like where's the specialness and the adultness of the space gone when they're here. So we have to – we talked to them about that and then we gave some special rules for New Year's Eve and now it's back to, right, you can come here and you can use a pool. You can have swimmers here and that's it. Like that's all of your stuff um, and some pop tops in the fridge. <laughs> like that's all of your stuff that's here. Uh, so that would be my big tip to you. Just make sure your kids understand if they visit it, you might decide that you don't, you don't want them to visit it. Just make them understand what it is about and, um, be really clear from the start, decide from the start and stick to it. Don't just start keep bending rules and bending rules and bending rules. It will get very confusing and they won't understand why the rules have changed. Um, yeah, so, um, Nina, yeah, it was it, the places for um, work and pleasure, both. So I'm going to bring that word both into the discussion and um, three words I live by. If you're my client, you'll know this and both more and both more. I'm, also, I'm always asking, do I have to choose or can I have both? Can I have this and that? Can I have this and more of this? Um, I'm doing that because I'm inviting in an elevated life, a more turned on existence, and it's not going to happen if I'm just going, I can only ever pick one thing because there's rules. And it's like, fuck, there are no fucking rules, just both. Can I have both? I want both. I want an apartment and I want a house. Like I want to have to choose. So um, it's fascinating when you make these decisions, the energy comes with you and things line up to make it happen if you keep believing and if you keep trusting. So I have full trust in this space. I have full trust in the alignment of it and that it's going to be supported that we can keep a second space. Like I'm not going to contraction of like, what happens when the lease goes up? I'm like, and 
when the lease is coming to be renewed, we're either going to feel really good about letting it go or we're going to be like, let's renew or we're going to be like, let's get, um, let's get another place. I love, I love, like I said, I love my house. It's a Queenslander. It needs work. It needs effort. It needs blood, sweat and tears. Love it. Would not change it for anything. Um, there's so much alignment there with it. Beautiful art deco, ceilings and stuff, like very me. And, I love the simplicity of this. I love the relief of coming here and like literally I still have not cleaned the bathroom and it's been more than two months. Like not like just not, it's so low maintenance. It's so easy and easeful and that really turns me on. So the kids, um, the arrangement, um, it's here for us to have dates together. If we can ever get, um, our, um, you know, our neighbors to help out with like looking after the kids. It's here for, um, celebrations. It's here for like New Year's Eve and it's here for work and it's here for things just coming in the daytime for a bit of respite. It's here for, um, kids are only here. Like I never want them here more than once a week. I just think that's too like not, but like I said, we are coming here. We are specifically using the pool because we don't have a pool at home and just getting them to burn off, um, burn off steam that way. Um, yeah, boundaries with the kids. Let me know if you've got any questions because I'm coming towards the end of sharing what it's like to have an apartment. If this is the right thing for you, start feeling into whether this is the right thing for you. Please let me know if you've got questions. Um, I um, Someone asked in stories what the benefits are. The benefits are endless. I, just, I think I've already shared enough benefits. It's like work, pleasure, relationship, identity, like, like connection to children as a parent, like having that more concentrated time with them than this scatty time where you're like, each of you are like trying to avoid like <laughs> facing up to the responsibility because you're just so over it. Like you're just so over it because you're always in it somehow. Um, you know, and parenting isn't something I talk about a lot in my work or online, but you know, I'm human and I've got my stuff with it. And, um, this is one way of making it feel, uh, more easeful and like my children, my daughters are getting the best of me and they're seeing how life can be lived outside of the box. They're seeing, like they're seeing us just break rules in action and that is that is so important to me that my children see that we role, role model. Um, you can do things the way that they work for you and you can do that with so much kindness and inclusion and uh, and attention and focus. And I'm just much better parent when I'm, when I'm, yeah, when I'm, when it's just me and the girls, I'm a great parent. Um, yeah. So Ed is more scheduled into this space. I'm more ad hoc. It's a great way of putting it. So, um, I would love, I just get like the other night I was here, I got so much creativity, so much, um, inspiration from being here so juiced up from being here and um, I must admit it was really hard to leave because I was um, getting big downloads about um, a program that I want to that I'm creating for you all and I was just like fuck I'm here it's like all coming through and I was coming through because I was away from um, I was away from the family home 
And again, love my family home. I've had so many ideas there. That's not like I don't get ideas there and I only get ideas here. There's nothing, I'm not speaking in any concrete terms. I wrote my book at home. Like I, like I love my house. I love there. And being somewhere else is good for inspiration and just having that freedom and, um, just, I love it. I love it. So what happened the other night was I had a magical, magical moments of dancing and creating and, you know, getting hard nipples and getting goosebumps and just feeling so fucking turned on by the creativity that's coming through, like so turned on, so aroused with life pouring through me because I was nurturing my identity and I was giving myself exactly what I needed. Like I need to be on my own. I am an introvert. I am a very social um, introvert. Um yeah, the magic of – thank you. Yes, we sold our family home a few years ago. I just don't want to miss your comment. We sold our family home a few years ago and now have two separate places. Wish I would have seen this as an option back then. I agree with the magic of having two places and being a better parent on my own. Yeah, thanks so much, Natalie, for your um, share. I really um, – yeah, I really agree. I really agree. So, um, yeah, it's not um, – it's not something you think of, right? You think, well, we're together, therefore we live together. And, yeah, and we only get separate places if we're living in different locations or like we're in a relationship we haven't moved in together. It's like why not Why not both? I just thought, well, I'm kind of getting, if I get feelings of jealousy, like let, let's be honest, if I'm getting feelings of jealousy and envy, that parent that there are other parents out there that get time on their own and then time with their kids and then they swap with the partner what are the qualities of that that I can bring into the now in our relationship without having to separate I was like that was my big question was how could I bring in the best of that without getting to the point of separation um to then being the permission granter for that that was my big question so thank you so much for your share um, it sounds like things are in a better, um, yeah, a better like place for you as well. Have the kids taken well to getting mum and dad on their own? They love it. And then get ready for what happens. We were all together this afternoon, and when we're all together in the pool, we're both we're all just totally relaxed. I've had really good quality time with the girls. Ed is like reunited with the girls. Actually, there's something about me and Ed that I've got to share as well. Um, um, Ed and I, <laughs> me and Ed, Ed and I that I want to share with you as well. It's another sweet bonus. But um, then we're just all together in quality family time. It's just like this scattiness of like not being here nor there, just feeling tired all the time, just feeling like you're working and parenting and just trying to fucking survive in these kinds of times. It's like this is good. It's like really you've got this quality, 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 quality work quality parenting time, quality, you know, whatever, social time. It just it feels better to me. Um, and the sweet bonus um, is that I get to send, like, pics of my, you know, like cheeky photos of myself to Eddie, like, you know, late at night at the apartment, like just like little things like that to really, um, you know, keep the thread going, a chance to be separated so that we can miss each other and nurture our relationship via like text and at nighttime, you know, when you're like thinking about 
the saucy stuff and what matters and, you know, you're a little bit more chill and um, you've had a good day or I've had a really good night dancing naked in my lounge room to Annie DeFranco. It's like, fuck yeah, I am turned on. Who can I share this with? And I think about sharing it with him. And that's not going to happen if we're just in each other's faces at night time. What do you want to watch? <laughs> like, what do you want to watch tonight? <laughs> like, it's about bringing that that missingness and those other ways of communicating that aren't just about when are you picking up the kids? Like, uh, and I'm just saying, like, defaulting to that style of communication is a choice, by the way. Whether, like, you don't need to get an apartment to, um, like, you know, to create, like, you know, you don't have to do that and things are going to magically change. But what I'm saying is it just gives you that space to communicate as two adults choosing to be together, two adults that um, have libidos, that um, have fantasies, that, you know, like that just, I don't know, it's just such a turn on to me. So just think about whatever you feel when you're in a hotel room, um, you know, what, like, it's that, but you get that feeling on a more ongoing basis as long as you choose um, an apartment that turns you on or choose an apartment that feels like it's full of possibilities for you. Like I said, I was really picky and selective about what I wanted because I didn't want I want a place that really felt like, fuck, yeah, this is I'm tuned on to life being here. I didn't just want to be in a box um, without a view. I wanted, like, I didn't see the point in that. I would have just, I would, if I didn't find the apartment, I would have just started hiring hotel rooms or Airbnbs or doing something like that. I would have done something, but I was very fortunate, didn't, like, very lucky the energy was there and it didn't have to get to that point. Um, yes. So yes, yes. Melbourne lockdown. Yes. Both in each other's faces. It's not a turn on. It's not. I don't care how good your relationship is. I don't like, I just think everyone needs to miss each other. Everyone. And honestly, if you are too close, then you are best friends. Like if you're that whole best friends, sexless relationship living together, that doesn't impress me. Like that's not, if you are but if you are interested in keeping the fire alive on another level, this is definitely um, an option for you. I don't, I'm not interested in codependent relationships. I'm really interested in relationships where, where we are two individuals choosing to come, choosing to come together and um, nurturing each other's eroticism. Like that's what turns me on. I've never, yeah, wanted to be that whole. My best friend. We can be together all the time. It's like doesn't interest me, doesn't turn me on, doesn't impress me when people say that either. I just go, red flags. <laughs> Something's going on there. Um, so that's me and that's where I stand with, you know, being in a long-term relationship. I want it to. I want to feel free. I want to feel myself. I don't want to be worried about the other person. I don't want to be or consumed by another person. It's never been that way with us, and I'm so grateful for that because um, we've got a really good thing because we just let each other do each do what we want to do, basically. We give each other that freedom. Um, and human design comes into that quite a bit, actually, because we're the same human design. We're both manifesting generators and we're both freaks of nature that just keep doing stuff. So, um that's really helpful. So uh, what I would love to know is what are your takeaways from tuning in? What are you going to 
Um, what are you going to take away from listening to this? What are you going to mull over? What, yeah, what's going to stay with you about tuning into this talk tonight? Just going to wait a minute and drink some mineral water. Mineral water obsessed. Please share, create that accountability for changing your life and increasing your turn on by saying, what declaring, what are you going to take away from listening to this tonight? Permission to get away to tune in. Yes. Yes. Permission to get away and tune in. Tune into you. Tune into your identity. I don't care if you're a mother. I don't care if you're an employee. Don't care if you've got your own business. They are all very amazing things. Don't care. Who are you? Who are you without those labels? Who are you without those roles? How much do you turn yourself on? If you were meeting you, would you be fucking impressed by you? Would you be like, fuck yeah, that woman has got it going on. That woman knows herself. That's a woman that I want to be best friends with. If you cannot say that about yourself, then you have got some some work to do and you need to go away and tune into yourself and work out who you are, what you stand for, how you activate yourself, how you are your own best ally, because that's what you should be. With this apartment, I knew it wasn't about the apartment. I knew that it was about me. I knew that it was about me and me nurturing my identity. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I've been in this relationship for, sorry, 18 years. I've known him since I was 15 years old. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, if he just called me up tonight and said, I want to break up with you, I would be more than okay. I would be devastated. Naturally, I'd be, I would be very, very affected, very upset, very emotional. Underlying all of that, I know that I would be okay because I know myself and I know who I am and I know how much gumption I've got and I know I'm always in my own corner. Even if everyone else rejects me, I don't self-reject. So what I want you to take away from this, I'm going to read out some more things, is some more of the responses, is you have to know yourself. There are no prizes for being a martyr. There are no prizes for defining yourself only as a mother. There are, there is nothing, there is nothing exciting waiting for you. You have to know yourself. You have to say, this is who I am as the turned on woman. Who are you? If you couldn't use labels or roles or your business, like, who are you? That's what I want to know about you. Unbore your existence. Stop doing things. The old stand, stock standard fucking boring way because you think it impresses people. No one is thinking about you like that. No one is impressed by that. People want other people to show them how to do things differently. So have the audacity to do things differently in a way that works for you. Not just to prove a point. That's not what I'm saying, but to do things. So to live a life that you are so proud of that you go, fuck yeah, I stood up for myself. Fuck yes, I did things my way and look at how it worked out. Do not stoop your life and identity down to the lowest common denominator. Never. You step up to here and you invite people to step up to you. 
that is how I'm living my life. That is why I feel like I am, that is why I know I am the turned on woman because I am here and I'm constantly elevating and evolving and I'm asking all of you to keep coming up so that we can all play together. I'm not going, I'm here, let me stoop down to you. Let me just like give you a pity party. I'm going, I'm here, do you want to come play? So this is an invitation for you to come up and play. No pity party, no like woe is me, no little girl like making all your decisions for you. What would mommy and daddy think about this? None of that. No good girl. No more waiting. Waiting is killing your mojo. No more what would my male partner think of this. He should be in your fucking corner saying your liberation turns me on. If he's not, it's time for a new partner. If that cannot be reconciled, there's stuff there to work on. Your partner, if you're in a relationship, your partner should be your biggest fucking cheerleader, no matter what, saying your turn on turns me on. You go straight your stuff for you and I will be here very, very activated by that. That is the kind of partner you need and that's the kind of partner that's well aligned to making a decision like this one. They need to be in their total maturity about you about themselves and about your relationship because there are three factors. There's you, your partner, and your relationship. So all of those need to be considered. All right, your takeaway is to go and get a city apartment. Yes. Any more takeaways? Any more accountability that you want? Any more permission granting that you want? Any more plugging into the juice? Tell me what you need. Tell me what, is there something that you need to hear that I've not said yet that would really make a difference to you? Pop it in the comments. Don't pop it in a private message to me later. Pop it here now because if you're, if it's there for you, if it's sitting there for you, then it's sitting there for another person, another woman as well. So do yourself a favor and do other women a favor and speak up and say something. One of the biggest things that turns me on is saying what I want, declaring what I want, declaring what I desire, putting it out there, having the balls to use my throat and put it out there. So the lady balls. (laughs) So I'm inviting you to do the same. It gets easier. The more you say what you want, the more it happens and the more you just keep asking and the more it keeps happening and it just creates this new loop in your life. No pity party. No, I'm going to wait and it's going to come to me. No, I wish someone would just knock on my door and invite me. No, no, no. It starts with you using your throat. It starts with you declaring what you want. It starts with you asking questions. It starts with you asking for what you need to hear. So let me know if there's any more activations from today. And I want to know what action you are going to take. What action are you going to do? Like, don't just passively consume content. Like, what are you going to do differently in your life from here to become the turned on woman? What are you going to do differently? If you said to me, after this, you are jumping online and booking yourself a hotel room for the night as soon as possible, not when, 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 as soon as possible, I don't care about Kids going to school, term, don't care, not interested. When does it work for you? 
When do you feel the energy? When will you be at a good point in your cycle to go and dance naked um, in your hotel room? Like what, what are you going to do? Do something. Do something. Because waiting is sucking you dry. All right, I think I'm done with my sermon for now. <laughs> but I have a thousand other sermons in me that are ripe and waiting to um, be released this year. There's so much in here. Um, welcome, welcome. We're just wrapping up. So what I would love to know now is when I would want you to send me a DM. I have a group, a really fucking, oh, this group program is like, I'm doing my bum shuffle. Um, I have a really incredible, oh, my God, mind-blowing group program coming up very soon, and I want to know who's interested in it. It is the Turned On Woman. It is going to be four weeks where I am in your soul speaking to you so that you can activate yourself, being the facilitator of your turn on. I have all of the ingredients there. They have shown me what it is that are, that needs to transmute through me so that you can get really activated. You, me, and four weeks in a really fabulous group. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I want to know who's interested. I want you to speak up. I want you to send me a DM. Now, you can't send a DM as a reply through my stories. You have to go to my profile. I don't want your emoji reactions. They don't turn me on. I want your words. I want your accountability. I want to know who are the women that are interested in this, who actually want to be the turned-on woman, the woman who knows her magnetism, the woman who knows her sovereignty, the woman who knows her eros. Yes, yes. Please tell me who you are. Send me a PM if you're on Facebook. Send me a DM if you're on Instagram. Um, okay, I've got a question that I'm going to answer. In the meantime, pop comments in if you've got anything more to say that's going to activate you and another woman. I feel like COVID is my reason for waiting. How do you overcome COVID as an excuse for waiting to book that hotel room, starting a new hobby? Um just take as many precautions. Um, and I recognize that um, a lot of women are immunocompromised. Um, Nina, I'm aware that you're going through um, some things for yourself. I would just do the most, um, you could do somewhere really secluded. How does that feel? You don't have to necessarily choose a hotel room in a more condensed space. In fact, you might get something more. It doesn't have to be a hotel room, by the way. Um, it could be a space that's, um, a space that's really secluded. It could be like I went, I I had, I did a cottage. I did a one-to-one -one retreat in a cottage in the middle of nowhere in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, and it was incredible. And I really think the risk of getting COVID from going to somewhere like that um, is reduced. So pick a space, pick somewhere secluded if that risk of being in a more dense population is feels like a risk for you um, and your health. I hope that helps. Somewhere secluded. Um, and do it as soon as you can. Let me know if that answers your question. Um, all right, anything else before we wrap up? Recap, everything is here in the video, everything that I said that I'd speak to, the investment, the benefits, the intention, how it actually works. Send me a DM if you want to work with me intensely for four weeks to become the turned-on woman and 
I just cannot wait. If you, the first, and I always reward the first, you would, you'll never look back. You'll never regret working with me. You will regret waiting though. So if you are feeling this, act on it and do it as soon as possible. I always reward the brave, always. So do it for yourself. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to keep this up um, as a recording and um, I can't wait to see you all turn on very soon.